podcast me adam hunter the, the dream team is back everyone always tells me how much they love these guys and i love them the most man uh it's so funny because people like we don't have the most followers but we have the most loyal followers like, like every week I feel, <laughs> I feel like every week on, on, on like youtube though like it's we have a lot of more people by the way they're going how come this podcast doesn't get more we get a lot more thousands of people on like spotify and yada yada and soundcloud so that's how we started the youtube is fairly new but just so you know like as much as i get like upset you know, like about, man, how can we only have, you know, a thousand people every podcast? Like, if every night, Greg, I perform in front of a thousand people, you're like, the, you're like the most successful comic in the world. <laughs> yeah, you're totally fine with that. Exactly. I mean, you know, uh, and the thing is, honestly, it's, for me, I think it's good that we don't have more people watching us. Because <laughs> it's pretty, pretty much the only way the rest of our careers have been allowed to continue is the fact that we don't have... You know, if we had 100,000 people watching this every single week, uh, we'd be done. This would be the only thing we'd do. We'd have to just do this. That's what comics are forced right now. There's some comics that have, like, backed their way into corners where they can only do podcasts. Literally, that's all they can do. Yeah, yeah, because everything else has been canceled. Nobody wants to put their name behind them. And so, you know, so that's what they can do is just keep generating their own content. So we're lucky. And thank you to the few and uh, to our followers that we love so much. Keep that mouth shut. Greg's like, thank you for not watching. By the way, I was hey, so thank you for not telling anyone how much you enjoy this show. By the way, I, I've been having, I was like, the last two days have been so stressful. So I was in Canada last week, and in order to leave Canada, you have to get a, a COVID test. COVID That's test, yeah. So I got my test, and it said I had COVID. Uh, so I was like, oh my God, I, I can't leave Canada for like a week. I'm supposed to go to Vegas this week. It's the MMA Awards on Friday. I'm doing something with Forrest Griffin on Saturday with the UFC. It's like, it's a whole week. And then the, the lady Time like, out. Do you need me to cover your show on Friday? Uh, well, listen up. So then, listen. So, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Vegas. So, uh, it's said. I know, but you got to go do the MMA awards. Do you want me to come up and cover the show at the, the LA? Oh, they had Butch covering, but if you want to cover it, sure. Oh, okay, great. Uh, then I'll, uh, let me come up and cover it then. And, and uh, Saturday too. Fine. I'll do it. Tell them I'm absolutely down. Okay, cool. So, uh, I love it. Woo! Okay, go ahead. So, what happened was, it was like they said it was a thin line, right? They're like, they're like, oh, listen, uh, you tested positive for COVID, but it's a thin line, so it could be false. I'm like, okay, well, let's get another test. Like, we can't give you another test. We have to send you home immediately and quarantine. I'm like, what? So, then I had to, on Sunday, which everything is closed in Canada on Sunday, I had to find another test, which every place was booked. I just walked in and I'm like, listen, I have to leave the country. Please give me a test. Blah, blah, blah. They gave me a test and I tested negative. But holy shit, was that fucking annoying. Um, it seems like there's a lot more false positives than people think and that they need to get, uh, I, uh, instead of being like, you're positive, it's done, they need to be like, it's positive, you need to take another test. Yeah. Because, it, it the, no, this exact thing just happened to me. I'm supposed to go to the Bahamas, you know, over the weekend. 
to do the 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 gig, you know, the corporate yeah. gig, and I take my my fucking my COVID test, and it's like you're positive. Sorry, you can't. You got to quarantine five minutes. I'm like, and I don't have I don't have COVID. Listen, I would I would know if I have COVID. Okay, this body is not built to go asymptomatic. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like, you got to test me again. And they told me the same thing. You're like, we can't test you again. We can't test you again for uh, 90 days or some shit. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to go get another test. Right. So now personally, we, we keep COVID tests here at home, you know, just to, you know, just in case I take a home test first negative. I'm like, okay, you know what? If that's negative, I'm going to go take another PCR test. I pay almost $200 to get the rapid PCR test. Also negative. So I tell the jackass who gave me the first one, because I knew from the beginning the girl had administered it wrong, because yeah. she barely touched my nose with the fucking thing. And I've taken these so many times that I know you got to get in there and fucking yeah. swish it around. So I tell him, I'm like, I think your girl did it wrong. He goes, well, then it would have been a false negative or an inconclusive. It wouldn't be a false positive. I'm telling, And I'm like, look, jackass, I just took two more tests that both say I'm negative. He goes, well, you should have gone to this place and uh, done it there, and then we would know, sure. So I went to that place, took one of their fucking tests, also came back negative, and I told him, I'm like, listen, your girl fucking sucks at this. you have four tests in one day? Now I have four tests. <laughs> in 48 hours. Four tests in 48 hours. First positive, all three co- consecutive negatives. And so I traveled feeling completely confident that I did not have COVID. Sean, you want to say something? I'm just saying, it's, it's almost like they don't quite have it all figured out yet. I don't know. <laughs> it's almost like they haven't quite. You know what? You, you know what? You're right. So we should just do nothing and just let this shit run rampant. That's that's a better solution than, I guess. Is probably well, what it's a thin line. So if you don't know, if you need our to tell you if you have something, it's probably not a big deal. By the way, I got to say, Sean, last week, I was so proud of you. We told me you, you lost 35 pounds because you were diabetic. Uh, you, might have, you might have diabetes. I was like, I was so happy, man, because I, I worry about you so much, dude, because you're just like yeah. you're just an enormous guy, huge yeah. guy. I feel like I, you know, sometimes I, I worry that you're not going to be around too long. So yeah. I think people just fear giving you bad news. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, the thing we got to worry about now is what side effects from meth I may get, but we'll, uh, I don't know. It's one or the other, right? Jump off so, that bridge when we get to it, huh? <laughs> did I tell you guys, yeah, did I tell you guys about the guy who had lost 40 pounds in a month one time that I saw her 50, and he said it was for him eating a lot of tuna? No, really? Like, okay, it, well, it's a long story about it. So I'm in the, I see a guy, I don't hey, know. Was this doctor. person a spokesperson for Subway? <laughs> no, but I was on a plane with Jared from Subway one time, and I started a rumor he was eating at Quizno Subs before he got on, and then everybody was pissed off at him by the time we landed because it went all around the plane. That um, you, that you are a special, <laughs> special kind of evil. That's, that's before we knew he was a pedophile, yeah. even too. So, so all right. So, what's the story about tuna? Oh, so I, you know, I see this guy at the barber shop, and I didn't recognize him at first, but he had lost—I mean, crazy, like fifty pounds in say six weeks, like something really, really crazy. What a fight it was some guy, like he was cutting weight. Right. And I was like, uh, dude, I said, how in the world have you lost that much weight that fast? That's crazy. And uh, he was like, uh, I'm just eating a lot of tuna. You know, I just, I just been eating tuna. That's all I eat is tuna. I was like, really? Yes, that's weird. And so I'm talking to him. So after he walks out, um, the barber goes, uh, tuna must not have fluoride in it for shit because his teeth were all rotten out. And, I had teeth, and then I realized it was from meth. So I don't know. Yeah, I had a friend. So that- I guess what you're saying is I need to start doing math. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I've been doing. Dude, my friend Tarun, this guy Dan, this guy Dan Nyden, who's also like a, I'm not even gonna go into that, but he saw me and I was like, I didn't want to say. You know, sometimes you see people you don't want to. Like, hey, how's it going? I kind of ignored him, and then 
he took up to Trude. He's like, hey, I saw Adam. He didn't look like he was very happy. And Trude told him I had AIDS. So I'm like, he's like so I'm like, why would you tell him that? He's like, I thought it was funny. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So back when, back when I, when you could only get medical marijuana, that was the legal marijuana here in California. It wasn't recreational. So you had to get a doctor's note, which was also its own fucking bullshit scam. And then you would go and be like, yeah, I'm fucking sick. And they're like, you get your weed. So I, I go to do the, to get the weed. And uh, so you get them in, they would give them to you in pill jars, you know, yeah. little prescription pill jars filled with weed because that made it medical. So you know, I smoked so much weed that I had accumulated all these fucking pill jars. I had probably like 40 fucking pill jars. And you could take them back to the store and return them to be recycled. And so I had them in a bag to go do recycling. So I was doing a road gig with Amir K. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got something in my car. And Amir K goes to my car and he sees this bag filled of empty pill jars. And so many of them, like 40 of them in my car. And he goes, oh, my God, Greg has AIDS. <laughs> the natural he really thought i had aids for like a whole weekend oh my god <laughs> yeah that's crazy. greg was like three of my last four tests said i'm negative there's nothing to worry about <laughs> all right so don fry is calling us right now yeah uh, put him in uh don it's invalid how is hold on how, what is going on he said the same thing last week what's going on with is the worst going on his, yes all right it's working. All right, try it again. It's the one that ends with five, last with five, 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 or five, five, five. All right. All right. Five, No, it, here, I just sent it to you again. Yeah. All right, try to click on, because everyone else, it works for everybody else. All right. All right, thanks, man. Does he have Zoom installed on his phone? <laughs> I, think he's going to, I think he's actually walking to the actual address. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's walking around somewhere in Arizona going, I'm looking for Zoom. You know where Zoom is? I found a subway. I found a quiz notes. I can't find a Zoom. Uh, man. So, so we started wrestling uh, practice again. And, you know, my daughter, by the way, so I, last week I go in and none of the coaches could go. It was just me. And it's like all the, like, it's like midterms. We have all like 25, 10 new kids, 10 old kids, which is always the hardest because I got to explain the basics to the brand new kids and the other kids, you know, and my, and my, I got my daughter and they're like, Oh, by the way, we don't have anyone to watch your daughter today. So now my, so Violet's like, daddy, hold me. So now I got to teach wrestling moves while holding a child, you know, which is not, which you've done before. Yeah. But she was like in the baby Bjorn, but now I got Now she's like, I'm holding, yeah, yeah. You know? so then I'm like trying to do this. So I get her to go into the corner and I'm like, okay guys, this is a stand up. you know, get on all fours, almost like you're playing the piano, you know, your hands light. And then my daughter goes, runs into the room, daddy, daddy. I go, what? She goes, you said piano lessons were Friday. I'm like, yes, yes, we're gonna, we're gonna play the piano on Friday. This is just to move the piano. But, but mommy said that you said, like, and I'm like, now I'm having to explain to her that we're not, I'm not actually playing the, a real piano. This is piano lessons. So that, that was that. And then I had to kick a kid out. Second day in a row, I kicked him out because the first day he walked up to me, the little kid, he goes, who are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm like the coach, I'm the wrestling coach. She goes, I go, what grade are you in? He's like, 10th. Minus three, like just a wise guy from the get go, right? <laughs> then I make the then I'm bring arithmetic into it. Then I'm showing the moves, and he's kids, the kids making farting noises and this and that. Just, so finally, I was like, enough, you know. And then like, yesterday, same yeah. I'm teaching a move, right? And, uh, uh, let's not hear him an echo when Don comes. So I'm, I'm teaching, I'm teaching a move, 
and the kids make talking, not paying attention, doing everything wrong. I'm like, listen, dude, I got my daughter crying. I drove an hour to here. I'm not, I'm getting paid $20 to be here. Like just let me coach. Okay. I just want to, wrestling's a violent sport. You're, you're going to get your butt kicked. I'm trying to make it so you win Matt. And I'm a, my whole life is being explained now to a 12 year old, you know? So then we go live and right away he goes for a low kick. So he kicks the other kid in like the leg. In wrestling. <laughs> in wrestling. So I kicked them out again. <laughs> so basically you had to kick you out of the wrestling. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So that, that was that. And then I had shows in Canada, right? Uh, Don, are you with us? Yeah, sure am. What's up, buddy? How sure are you? Uh, this, your camera doesn't work today? I don't think so. How, okay. do, you, how do you get that to work? <laughs> it should be on your phone or your computer. The last time. Uh, I heard last... Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> so then... Uh, so then I'm in Canada, right? And uh, dude, the craziest, uh, these, these, these like COVID crowds are insane, Greg, right? I mean, I don't know, uh, tell me, the one girl comes, first guy girl comes, I'm talking about tattoos. The one girl goes, I got the best tattoo ever. I go, what is it? She goes, I have a turtle on my neck. Look, it's a turtleneck. And shows me a turtle and her, like, like, why would you get that too? That she, she literally had a turtle on her neck? Yeah, there's a lot of tattoos, one was a turtle. Was so that joke? Yeah. Oh my God, wow. I gotta tell you what though, that's the kind of girl who do anal on the first date. That's what you know. <laughs> Sean, you ever had a girl do anal on the first date? No, no. My um, choice. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, not my thing. Then another girl came by herself, like hot blonde by herself. And I'm like, oh, what are you what are you doing here? You know, what what are you uh why'd you come by yourself? And then she goes, Do you know Leo's list? I go, that's what, that's what I work for. I guess that's the new escorting company. So an escort came by herself and told everyone. I didn't know what Leo's list was, but I guess that's the new back pages in Canada. Right? I got to be honest with you. I think that's the most important factoid to be on this show today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, it's not Craig's list anymore. It's Leo's list. <laughs> Fuck is Leo, right? So then he goes out. He's a of some kind. Yeah, he's obviously Craig's, you know, skeezy brother. <laughs> so then I go, do you have any tattoos? She goes, yeah. She pulls up her shirt, right? So her tits are like, you see like her underboob and she and a bunch of birds. She goes, look, they're swallows. I was like. Nice. <laughs> then there was a couple there and I was like. You right? attract the classiest crowd. <laughs> Then there was a couple there. I was like, are you guys married? And the guy's like, no. I'm like, how are you dating for? He's like, seven years. I go, what are you waiting for? He goes, death. So, so that, was, uh, that was the crowd this week. Uh, and then, Ryan, uh, and then Mitch, Mitch Clark came. It was cool seeing Mitch Clark. Tanner Bozer came. And uh, Ryan Ford. You know who Ryan Ford is, by the way, Sean? Uh, I know the name. He's a fighter, right, or something? Or am I crazy? A fighter from Canada who was doing really well. But he did an armed robbery, and he, he like, chopped someone's finger off. Uh, in there, uh, like years ago, so they went to jail for four or five years. They came out, and uh, and his whole thing when he was in jail is that he's like, when I get out of here, I'm gonna go see Adam Hunter live. <laughs> well, rehabil rehabilitation works. It's <laughs> it's literally community service. So no, he didn't he didn't show up to the show. So I was he said he was coming. I'm like, is Ryan here? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, well, he didn't show up to his last fight anyway. And then, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, I go, I'm kidding. I don't want to get my, my like, finger chopped off. Which I was like, ooh, but I'm hoping he didn't, he didn't hear that. So that was that. Uh, yeah, so that was that. And then, uh, by the way, Don, what's going on with you? What's going on in your, your life? 
Sean. Yeah. What's going on? There now. Oh, all right. All right. Let's talk about some of the fights. So yesterday. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we talk about the fights, I just looked up Leo's list. Okay. Yeah. And it says Leo list, free Canada classified ads. <laughs> and yeah. then there's a list, female escorts in greater Toronto, female escorts in Metro <laughs> Vancouver, female <laughs> escorts in Edmonton Central, female escorts in Calgary. Female escorts in Brampton. It's literally just female escorts. Well, oh, hey, you can go out there and get a job. You can feel female for the day, you know? Go there and get something. It's true. We just have to identify, I guess. That's all I got to do. Identify. That's the magic word, guy. <laughs> the magic word. So, in, in, in some fighting news, I know we love talking about Jake Paul on the show. So Jake, oh, Paul, yeah. so Jake Paul. Can we talk about hookers again? Okay, go so ahead. He was supposed to fight Tommy Fury, which is uh, Tyson Fury's little brother, his half brother. He bailed out of the fight yesterday. He got hurt with a rib injury. He's now fighting Tyron Woodley again on December 18th. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. He told Tyron he will give him $500,000 if, if Tyron can knock him out. Uh, now. I thought it was in the contract, no knockout. Yes, I guess. Well, no, no, no. He's going to give him 500000 if he can knock him out. But in the contract, he gets a million if he doesn't. That's what nobody knows. Right. So, uh, I think Paul's got the advantage here because he's been training for Tommy Fury the whole time. And Tyron's got a week and a half to get ready for this fight. At the same time, maybe that's the best thing for Tyron is not to think and just actually fight. Uh, and maybe he'll try to actually knock him out this time because the word he'll be gas out. So he'll like, throw punches in the first round. Sean, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I don't think Fury was ever going to fight him. I think he just did it for attention. I think his undefeated records, too. Like, he, he just fights bums, so I think it's too important to him. He's got plans on being a champion one day or some stupidity. He can't box. But uh, I would just be – I would give uh, Woodley half a million dollars just to fight. Like, if he would just swing, that would be great, instead of throwing two punches around and then act like he can't believe he got robbed on the decision. You know, like, it's uh, – <laughs> I, I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to see a complete replay of the first fight. I bet Tyron doesn't do anything since he was out of shape. And uh, I don't know. He can't say he's afraid to lose now. You know what I mean? Like, he already thinks he beat him the first time, so he can't say, well, I was hesitant because I didn't want to lose. But, like, it, hopefully he'll swing, man, at least for a round or two. So, Greg? <laughs> uh, you know, I think the best move he can make is cash that check on the way home because this should be the first one of these things that nobody pays to see. So I think this will be their first big blunder. Uh, Don? I don't know if there's anything left to say. Oh, my geez. Everybody's covered <laughs> everything. You got, you got two ham and eggers in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what would you do if you were Tyron Woodley, Don? If you, if you were coaching Tyron Woodley, you were coaching Woodley, what would you tell him? Those goddamn punch, you know. Oh, <laughs> a punch. Every fucking every ten seconds or five seconds, throw a punch. Yeah, yeah. Well, and see, that's the other thing. When you consider the list of guys willing to fight this fucktard, and yet he goes back to fight a guy he's already beaten once. To me, that just tells you how fixed all this shit is. He doesn't have time right. to rig another one. So let me just go back to the guy that I know will cash the check. Wait, wait. And there we go. Wait, you thought this was real? <laughs> <laughs> Not for one fucking second. 
All right, so Connor, Connor McGregor, by the way, if you guys can see this, uh, he, he tweeted out a picture of himself saying that, you know, this is, this is how he's bulked up to 190. It looks like he's like 230. Oh, my God. How many different kinds of steroids is he on? Some people are saying it's not a fake. We'll find out. We'll find out when he goes to the bar. <laughs> How many people he beats up? No shit. Saying, that's exactly right. People are saying it's a fake picture. Other people are saying he's just water weight. Someone said he, he was actually probably prescribed HGH for his leg injury. John, is that even true? Could, could that be possible? Uh, I mean, if you got enough money, you can get a doctor to give you anything. Um, I used to pay an anti-aging doctor in Miami to give me HGH, and it was 100% legal, and Winstrel. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you got enough money, you can do it. But he is a, he, that is either a fake picture or he's on a bunch of steroids. You cannot add that kind of size, especially with a broken leg, in a very short amount of time without extra help. It, can't, it cannot be done. I don't know if since he's hurt, he's inactive, maybe he pulled out of the testing pool or what it is, but uh, it's not going to do him any good because it isn't like he's – he doesn't have the frame to carry that kind of weight and fight, you know? So he's not uh, doing himself any favors by adding all that muscle, I don't think. He didn't yeah, just add muscle. It, it looks like he added, like, three layers of head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know someone's juicing when their head gets bigger. <laughs> but what's his plan? No, 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 no. Barry, Barry Bond. Barry Bond would uh, argue with that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, look, I dyed myself white. So you couldn't see how big that fuck is. Oh no, that was the other one. That was a very much. Who was the one that died Sammy himself? Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. That's right. Oh my God, it looks so weird. I don't even understand though, because is he planning on heavyweight? I mean, there's no way that. I mean, I don't think he would do good at 170 or 185. I mean, 170 do fine, but uh, 205 would no. get marked. I mean, no, he's he's doing dumbass, a dumbass. Um, Trips, you know, it's not going to do anything but get him hurt. Like, like Sean said, he does not have the frame to carry that weight. Stop it. Yeah, yep. it, that's that's crazy. Now, um, by the way, uh, have you guys been watching the Detroit Urban Survival Tactic guy? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't even want to play the videos because. Uh, then we're gonna have to get shut down. They're gonna rip it off. You know what I'm saying? I'll play the videos, and YouTube will say I can't see it. But there's this guy, Don. I don't know if you've seen him. He's this uh, black guy out of Detroit no. who said he's been training people for 25 years, and he's teaching like how to survive when someone pulls a gun on you or being attacked. And oh yeah, it's out of control. I mean, the things he's doing are gonna get people killed. Are, are it's just not smart. Is that know. not a skit? I thought it was a joke. Is it real? No, it's real. It's a oh, hundred. I thought it. I literally thought it was a joke. I thought it was supposed to be funny. No, it is yeah, funny. I thought it was one of Elvis's old karate videos. <laughs> hey, there's nothing funny about Elvis and his karate. Come on, guys. It's funny, but for all the wrong reasons. I mean, literally. And then his judo, he's showing judo. He goes right to his back, and no momentum. Like, how to stop a head kick. He just goes like this, basically. And he's like, put your energy against the foot. I mean, it's just one bad thing after another. That's how I always try to stop him. He's like, and then he does, he does one where five guys are surrounding him, and he has had to beat up five guys. And they're going, it's like the three stages in slow motion, and he, it's beyond. I was crying laughing how bad it was. People are getting so angry at this guy, uh, but it's hilarious. It's unintentional funny. Uh, really, really funny. It reminds me of like all the bad comics that they always make teach stand up. <laughs> it's like, how am I going to learn stand up from you? You're fucking terrible. 
Oh yeah, no, it's it's even worse because you people aren't, aren't going to die in those things. So uh, and then they're going to die in one way. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. Uh, fights over the weekend. You guys all watch the fights? I watched, I watched one of them. them. All right, Jose Aldo. Uh, man, I was wrong on this one. I I, I thought Rob Font was going to take it to him, and Aldo is back and better, and looked great. He looked bigger. He looked stronger. He looked faster. It well, was, he lost one round on one judge's scorecard. Yeah. That was yeah. what amazed me the most, was that two of the judges gave him all five fucking rounds, which he did have a great way of stealing them at the end. They, they take, you know, knocking him down at the end of those, those rounds, then the ones that he just straight up controlled him for the entire round. It was a dominant performance, but I, for one, am worried about the damage he's taking. I mean... I don't know, man. I mean, you look at the the guy that got knocked out by Conor McGregor in seven seconds to where he is now. It's not supposed to work that way. It's supposed to get better in five years. I mean, there are very few fighters that seem to be able to do that. Rafael Dos Anjos, uh, Robbie Lawler was one of those guys. And now put Ed Aldo to that list of guys that just got better as they got older. Uh, Don, any, any thoughts to this? Don't worry mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You there? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Jeez. Yeah. I, well, you know, you, you want to think you get better as you get older because you think you get smarter. But, you know, not everything not everything connects all the time. You know, the, the wires aren't connecting and uh, your speed's not there, you know. So, I mean, something, something takes a shit on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Aldo has proven everybody wrong, and uh, that was awesome. McCorkle, thoughts? Yeah, I was surprised, man. Uh, if I was going to bet, which I don't bet anymore, but I would, if I was going to bet, uh, I would have been <laughs> like, uh, I don't. I, I think Aldo, I mean, it's it's really rare, man. It reminds me of Glover Teixeira. I kept thinking, well, that's his last great performance. Like, every time I would lose money betting against him. And, um, yeah, it's uh, – some guy – it's weird, man. I know you can gain skill, but, you know, the athleticism usually fades. And I still believe – He's five years older than he said he is, so. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, good for him, man, because he seems like a nice guy, and you never hear anything bad about Jose Aldo, so. Good. I mean, you, you have to admit, looking at it, watching the fight, it looked like a son was fighting his dad on the front, you, you know what I mean? Like, the neighbors are fighting on their front lawn again, you're like, oh, my God, the Brazilians are at it again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like, oh, the, the sun's getting his ass kicked. He went not run his mouth again. Here we go. All right. So now we got another one. Uh, the guy, the uh, Fazaya fight, another great fight. It was kind of an even fight. Almost looked like a glorified sparring session, like in fast motion, because they both were so familiar with each other. They were throwing hard. But then at the end, he hit that spinning wheel kick that just knocked the dude out. That was, uh, that was awesome. Uh, this, kid's, this guy's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. There, there's a certain – there's like all these guys now coming from – uh, not now, but it's going to be hard for the UFC to market some of these guys, like the Fazayevs or that other guy, Jerry Paul. You know that guy, Jerry? Just, uh, yeah, hair. that guy's awesome. That dude's like got 24 knockouts and 26 fights. He just beats everybody. But it doesn't seem like you hear that much about him because I don't know how great his English is or whatever. Or it, The UFC's got to figure out a way to market some of these guys because they are the best fighters in the world. I mean, they're, they're among them. They're, they're up there. It's just that they don't have that, like, uh, that drawing potential right now. A lot of them don't. But fuck it. Uh, it's all, now, I'll tell you who looked great was Jamahal Hill. Knocked out Jimmy Crute in, like, 
38 seconds or something. Do you watch that, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. All right, thanks. Okay, also, I got to give a shout-out to Chris Curtis, by the way, who, you know, he was called a journeyman. He was one of those dudes that was just bouncing around different, losing close decisions. He's won five fights this year alone, uh, two by knockout uh, in the UFC. And I love hearing stories like this. He's a nice guy. I used to watch him train. He was one of those dudes that just stood it. He just kept waiting for his call, waiting for his call, waiting for his call, got the thing, and then, you know, is, is there. So uh, shout out to Chris Curtis because I'm, uh, I'm happy for him. I felt bad for Mickey Gall, I got to say, because Mickey Gall, he lost a tough fight against uh, Alex Morono. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. Uh, he looked good. He actually looked pretty good. Um, but Mickey, he had the weirdest career ever. Mickey Gall, basically, look at the guys he's fought. CM Punk, Sage Northcutt, uh, Mike Perry, Diego Sanchez. Like, his resume is fucking insane. Uh, impressive. It's impressive, but it's also all over the place. I mean, he's fought fucking psychopaths. I mean, Mike Perry and, uh, and Diego Sanchez. And, I mean, Northcutt wasn't a psychopath. He was a nice kid, but CM Punk he fought. Um, but that's the problem when you put gimmicks in the UFC. And I'm calling CM Punk a gimmick being that he didn't earn his way to the UFC because when you throw one guy in there who doesn't, really, who doesn't deserve to be there, you throw another guy in there. And that's what happened with Mickey. He, he, Mickey got fast-tracked into the UFC because of CM Punk. So then now it's like, what do you do with him once he's there? Because he's beating other guys. So that's the issue there. So that's why a lot of times you can't have these kind of guys that don't deserve to be there there because you're not any one guy. You're adding two guys. Unless you have a guy fight someone that's already there, Sean, your thoughts? Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel the same way, man. He, I mean, that was uh, ideal for him to be able to fight, uh, become a household name just by fighting CM Punk first. Um, but I think he was only what like one and zero when he got in the UFC. So um, he seemed to think he was a hundred zero from every interview I ever saw. But uh, no, it's a rude awakening to guys, man. When you get in the UFC, like uh, I always felt like I didn't belong there. Uh, and it seemed like most of the guys I trained with that weren't in the UFC couldn't believe they weren't. Like, they all felt like they belonged there. So, um, if you train right. with really good guys, if you train with really good guys, then you're not delusional. Like, if, like you know, when you're training with guys that uh, – like, I used to train with Jake O'Brien, who uh, was in the UFC for a long time uh, when I was first coming up. And it, it'll remind you pretty quick in the training room you're not nearly as good as you thought you were. So, Todd, what were you saying? I said, yeah, they, they all feel like they belong to the UFC until they get the call. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then they piss themselves. Uh, Don, did you – what about you, Don? Do you feel like you uh, deserve to be there? Uh, no, I never did. No, I was – you know, it, it was all it was all pro wrestling. It was a fake, you know. See, I never punched anybody in my life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> Don's phone's ringing right now. It's Jake Paul's people. I mean, <laughs> oh, I would love it if Jake Paul tried to take you on. That'd be beautiful. Don, was the highlight of your career beating Ken Shamrock? Uh, shit. Yeah, but that uh, Takiyama son, that fight. Yeah. Know? I mean, those those two fights were fantastic. I mean, Ken Shamrock. He was the baddest dude on the planet for a while, you know. He he was a monster, and uh, he was smart, powerful. I've never wrestled anybody so fucking powerful as him, you know. Even Coleman, Coleman's Coleman's super powerful, you know? But Shamrock's Shamrock's from another planet. He really is.
I, I was reading this thread on the underground about a guy that trained over at the Lions Den, and he was saying that it was a like a Fight Club, like that movie Fight Club. That was the Lions Den. They they were saying it was insane over there, like they would just like they would test you so much to see if you deserve to be in there. It was a fight every fucking like a fight fight like. It was right. carried out in bodies and body bags. Is that, is that is that true? Hell, I don't know. I never never fucking fought over there or worked out over there. But you know, shit. The thing is, is you know, Dan Severn. I called him up, say, Dan, can you get me in on this? So he got me, you know, fights across the country. I didn't get paid for. You know, I mean, everybody wants to do it until they got to make a sacrifice. You know. So he checked out how much of a sacrifice I was willing to make. So, you know, I, I used up all my all my uh, uh, vacation time at sick leave, you know, at, at the fire department and spent a lot of money, you know, buying tickets to get over there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it about broke me just trying to, trying to prove to Dan that, you know, I do belong in this game. Got it. Got it. Got there you it. go. Uh, in Bellator over the weekend, Dan Moret, if you didn't see it, had an amazing fight against Spike Carlisle. Spike won the fight, but it was, I mean, Spike was getting the shipping out of him for two rounds, almost was stopped, and then he came back in the third and rear naked choked him. So shout out to him. That was a great fight. Uh, Jeremy Kennedy, my man from Canada, beat uh, Sanchez. Uh, and then a Koi Kamaka won. Johnny Evelyn won quickly. And then in the main event, Sergio Pettis uh, was losing every single round uh, and but then hit a spinning back fist against uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, Sean Sergio Pettis, um, uh, Horiguchi. Yeah. Oh God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's a uh, Horiguchi, right? But I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. But yeah, I, uh, and then he, the guy, the guy, he won in the last. He he won with a spinning back fist, losing every minute of the fight until he wasn't. So uh, shout out to Sergio. <laughs> What's up, people? Cryptocurrency is the future. So don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie. You can get in the game now. To get you kickstarted with crypto, use promo code MMA Roasted to double your first crypto deposit at my bookie. The best part is my bookie accepts well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. So you can bet and withdraw with crypto. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This Saturday night, the UFC is closing out 2021 with a bang, with two world title fights going down at UFC 269. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I am so pumped. It's headlined by the light championship fight between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. And this bout is a true coin flip. I keep going back and forth. I don't know who's going to win, okay? Both men have finish rates of over 75%, so you know this one's not going to the scorecards. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using the promo code MMAROASTED. Head to my bookie today. Place your bets and watch the sparks fly with UFC 269. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. That's what I'm talking about. That was pretty awesome. Adam, you skipped over the best fight of the weekend, the Clay Guida. Oh, shit. Clay Guida. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, let's get it back. Clay, Clay got, he got the job done, man. That's beautiful. That fight, I mean, look, I don't understand that guy, Leo Santos. You know you're fighting Clay Guida, and you know if you can't put him away early, you're going to be in a war. How do you not train – like by running 80 miles a day, like he, the fact that he gassed out against Clay Guida, you knew you were fighting Clay Guida, a guy that never stops. Uh, maybe he overestimated his, his gas tank, but that was crazy. 
because he, he looked like he was, he was out of energy. I mean, he was out of it. I know Clay could do that to you, and he almost had him stopped and this and that, but I thought it was bad training on Leo's part as far as uh, not you know, pacing himself or having a more of a gas tank. You know, the best part of the whole fight was watching Clay try to like string together the nine hairs he's have left, he has left and wrap around his head to make it look like he's not bald. <laughs> and then the first exchange I get into, he's completely bald on top. Like, looks like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Lex Luthor or something. And then at the end, at the end, when he thanked his brother, Jason Guida, like he said, I wouldn't be here without him. I was like, bullshit, dude. If having a retarded brother got you in the UFC, like Sylvester Stallone would be in the UFC. Like, Brendan Schaub's brother would be in the UFC. You know, like I said, a shop. Like it, uh, yeah. His his brother's an idiot, but Clay seems like a nice guy. He he is he is a nice guy. And, uh, you, I mean, he's got it. Go he's going to change his first name from Clay to Bubblegum because he keeps gumming up the works of the UFC fucking star making <laughs> machines. Yeah. And, you know what? Every time they're trying to make a guy, Clay, you know, he comes in and just fucks them up, and it's like, there you go, guys. Good work. You know, afterwards he called out Nate Diaz. I don't think that's a bad fight, actually. I think that's a good fight because I think that um, if if Nate wins, uh, which I think he, he will win, um, it just makes Nate's stock even higher. And if he doesn't win, it's over. You know, like I think yeah. that's it. Well, they're gonna they're gonna send Nate out on a loss because he he won't resign with him. He wants to box Jake Paul. That's what I'm hearing. So it's his last fight on the UFC. That's why they want to give him Chamayev or someone that will beat him. They don't they don't want him to go out on a win because if you're not gonna resign for the UFC, they attempt to ruin your life. So, uh, yeah. sounds like a lovely organization that we dedicate three <laughs> hours a week to talk about. Now, this he's week, spot on, buddy. He, he's spot on. This week, Jesus. this week, we got some big fights. This week, I'm excited for this week. This is the week, uh, some, some really good oh, yeah, baby. Uh, this Saturday, uh, I'm excited for this. We got Dustin Poirier versus Charles, Charles Oliveira. Um, I don't know. I'm going back and forth with this one. I think, I think Poirier's gonna get it done, but Oliveira is such a gamer. I mean, the fight against Michael Chandler. Chandler had him hurt and rocked and out, and he just came back quickly. And uh, he's so big. He's such a tall dude. He's a he, you know he probably comes in. I mean, so is according to Colby Covington, Poirier comes in at like walks around at 190, but Oliveira's got to be about 182 and walk over around way. They're both big guys. I think Charles wins. I don't know, though. This is a, a tough one. Uh, Sean, who, who do we like in this one? I'm going to go Charles, too. You know, those are two more guys that are way better now than they were five, six years ago, which is crazy. You know, like it's uh, – they're not even – I mean, what's his name? Poria has improved drastically. I mean, he has gotten way, Agreed. way better. And Oliveira seemed like he was going to be just a, an average guy, and then he's gotten crazy good the past few years, too, man. So I would probably say Oliveira, but uh, nothing, uh, nothing Poria does surprises me anymore. Greg? I, if I were Sean McCorkle, <laughs> I would take every dime I've got and put it on Poirier. I think this is a slam dunk for Poirier. <laughs> uh, I really do. I really do. And which means he's going to, you know, he's going to definitely, you know, he's going to put go the other way. And he's going to be like, I should have listened to Greg. I'd have, a new, I'd, have, I'd have four new dogs. I mean, it would. <laughs> that's that's my reasoning. I whatever. I have four new dogs, a new you know, a new treadmill. My life would be great, but I didn't listen to Greg, and I listened to my brain. And I went with all of that. I'm telling you right now, write it down. Dustin Poirier is going to knock him the fuck out. Don. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. 
this is going to be a rough finish, you know. Okay, so you, so Dustin Poirier in what round? I'll go for the third, early third. I can't wait. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a really good fight. I'm excited the whole weekend. And by the way, the award show, like I said, is Friday. And I, I wrote some really good sketches this, this year. Uh, one with Dean Thomas that you're going to love. I know you guys are going to laugh your ass off. One with Misha Tate, who's a really good sport, by the way. And then uh, one with uh, Aljamain Sterling. So they come out this week. And I'm, I'm in charge of like – The uh, one with Aljamain was great because he's really good at acting. Let's just say he makes fun of himself a lot because of that in this parody, okay, good. Good, in this good, parody good. song that I wrote for him. Uh, you, you guys, uh, it's really, really funny. It's funny because I'm in charge of like getting some of the people that want to present. Don, if you want to present an award, you're, uh, you can come present an award. Um, where, so, where is it at? It's, 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 it's in Vegas this Friday. Yeah, uh, shit. That means that because we're gonna go to a fight. Everyone wants to fight, but we're gonna go up there on Friday. What time is it? Uh, six o'clock. Red carpet. Okay, where at? <laughs> uh, it's at War Studios. W R R E Studios. Um. So yeah. So Greg, this is pretty funny. So I'm in charge of getting some of the, like the guests, you know, and uh, to like present an award. And my my friend Gina, she represents all these like like kind of train wrecks. Like she used to represent like all the Tiger Woods mistresses. And then um, she represented the girl that like Ben Mel Gibson. Huge client list. I, I was going to say, so what's the, what's the name of her agency? Integrity Inc. She had Tila Tequila. Uh, she had, um, she had uh, Octomom was one of her clients. Um, oh, so now, so like, thank my, you, Don. Thank you. That was for everyone. Tom, Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Uh, Michael Lohan. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for calling Trainwreck oh, Talent. Oh, can we help you? All she's missing is Adam Hunter. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the thing was, so a couple years ago, we had we had a roast for them at the Haha. Ha. We had a roast for all, all the mistresses, right? But they didn't know that. They, I don't know if you did it. They didn't know they were being roasted. They thought they were, they were being honored because they didn't know what, a lot of them didn't know what a roast was so you could tell how well that went like they, they, they were like an award and they had comedians come up there and just batch them <laughs> so they all got mad and then then they asked her to write them a christmas album like so I, I wrote them like i'm dreaming of a white mistress just one that just like the oh one I well. and um and then they they, they, they didn't like the, the, the christmas but anyway this year uh he had not but now they didn't like, the, they didn't like that one that one was they were like, we are a classy agency, if you know man. Yeah, that was a little too far, yeah. 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 So, so this year, she, uh, so now Gina's moved on. She, now she does a lot of influencers and stuff. And she represents, uh, 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 what's his name, Dogface. You know Dogface, the guy that from the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she represents, he did the, the, where he just skateboarded, played. Yeah, she represents the, Yeah. And, so I like, and then uh, Lamar Odom... And then, uh, and then also the gorilla, the uh, gorilla glue girl. She had the girl who got her hand stuck in like the gorilla. <laughs> so <laughs> sounds like this lady's probably the one behind Leo's list. That would be my idea. <laughs> so, so I pitched to have the gorilla glue girl. I'm like, can we have her like doing a <laughs> give an award? But they said no. They said no to that girl. She won't. She won't, she won't be able to hand it over. It'll be stuck to her. <laughs> <laughs> she's got 760,000 followers she has, a, she has a rap song out it's actually not bad 
I don't know if you've heard if you heard her rap song. So um, <laughs> I got to be honest with you. One of the great achievements of my life is not hearing her rap song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Red said after he heard the Island Boys, nothing else compares. He's just like I don't want to hear music. So Amanda Nunez is fighting Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena. I, I, I want Pena to win so bad. I would love for Pena to win. Uh, this is a, a very epic battle. A if very, I, I, I were shot, go ahead, Don. I hope she doesn't get hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, stranger things have happened. You know, Matt Sarah beat GSP. Um, you know, uh, no Holly Holm was a ten to one against Ronda Rousey. So it's never a good omen for you when people are saying like, uh, you, you remember that time Matt Sarah beat GSP? You could do the same. Like, yeah, that happened well, once. And I, if I yeah, were I Sean, if I were Sean Baturka, <laughs> I would not look at the betting line on this fight because I know you can resist a plus six hundred. I know you can. <laughs> I know you can. So just don't even look at it. Don't you even think about it. Don't put a fucking dime on this. Is that what it is? Fight. Is that what yes. it is? I'm yes. Putting, I'm, I'm putting 50 on Juliana. Uh, That's fine. You can put 50 on Juliana. He's going to put 30,000. <laughs> but oh, when it pays off one day, it'll be so great when I hit it. If she wins, I'm going to be so happy for this girl. Dude, she did a, we were going to show an auction together, uh, an auction when I was so called a. Uh, Living with funny, and she, I, I, I called her up. I'm like, you, you go on a date with me, not a date, but like hang out, like a coffee date, and, and we could talk about that. It was like, didn't pay or anything. And she's like, listen, you know, everyone's my agent says don't do it, but you're my friend, so I'm gonna do it for you. So, like, that's the kind of girl she is. Like, she's just a, she's a friend. She's like, a well, real make friend. sure she tells your, that to the friend? judges. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's my friend. So, anyone who's a friend, I got, I got, I got him. If she wins, I'm gonna go fucking ape shit. Juliana Pena coming into the fight, the Venezuelan vixen. She's a good friend. Please. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that her ex boyfriend and her ex husband are working her corner. Like that, those are her corner people. Uh, which is also, mm. like, could, could you imagine? Um, <laughs> That's listen. Sometimes you re you just keep the good parts. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> It's like, listen, we're not good like this, but we're good like this. So let's just. <laughs> you think she looks at them between rounds, gets angry, and then beats the shit out of whoever she's fighting? Without question. Dude, I had, I just honest, this is a true story. My brother used to torment me, my older brother, when we were kids. And like, if you cried, he was kind of like the kid from a Christmas story who's like, oh, cry, baby, like in your face and stuff. Even if you had a legit reason for crying, like you'd been molested or something or who knows what, but because the pedophiles in my house. But um, that's a long story. Anyway, during a fight one time, I dislocated my shoulder, and I was about to, like, I wanted to quit because I couldn't fight. I saw him in my corner. My brother looked over and goes, oh, come on, you're going to cry? Like, because he knew I was hurt, trying to motivate me to fight harder. And it worked. It actually worked. Like, the, wow. the rage I felt inside, uh, yeah, helped me you, keep going. There's something there. Uh, Don, are you friends with Matt Hughes, by the way? Uh, I don't know if I'm friends with him, but, uh, I, you know, I kind of know him. You know, I mean, I, you know what? No, we've just shaken hands once or twice, you know. Oh, so yeah. he's getting a he's getting a lifetime he's getting, he's getting a lifetime achievement award. I wanna know if you wanna give the speech for him. Huh, I might do that. Give me a call with me. All right. 
Okay. Give me a call. You know, after this I wrote a book show. review for his autobiography that could help Don write the, uh, write the lifetime achievement. <laughs> <laughs> no, Greg, you ever have a story about the book review? No. Okay, so Matt Hughes writes a book, right? This is like 10 years ago. Sean McCorkle reads the first like 10 pages of each chapter and then finishes the chapter in the most fucked up way you've ever seen possible. Like, because the, the book was kind of off in itself, right? And then he wrote a, a book review, like a 20 page book review about Matt Hughes' book and, and like, like, a, like a mock book review and posted on the underground website. It gets 400,000 people are fucking commenting on it. And like I, when, I, when I met, when I met Oracle, I saw Joe Rogan at the Ice House, he was like, whatever happened to that book review? That's the first thing Rogan Dude, To this day, that people still bring it up to me like, man, I remember when you wrote that book review. And I'm like, dude, that's like all the fights. That was before I was in the UFC. So that's what I'm still known for is that a guy let me cut the line in Chicago, a bouncer one time after I signed with the UFC. And I was like, man, that's cool. I get in just all I do is sign a contract with the UFC and get in. He goes, what do you mean? I'm talking about. He goes, I only know you from the book review. I was like, oh, my God. He's, I'm on the underground, baby. And I was like, oh, great. So, yeah, I'm still you, wait a known for. And you're not having McCorkle give him the award? <laughs> Dude, <Yeah>. you are not. Because I'm sure yeah. Matt doesn't remember this at all. <laughs> so, I think there's no better way to honor his achievements than having the McCorkle show up. Now, he'll have to drive. <laughs> but he does love driving cross country and overseas. So, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, also on the card, Jeff Neal, who got like a DUI a week ago, uh, I, but he's still fighting. Is fighting Santiago Ponzinibbio. This should be that should be a, a banger. Those guys are both bangers. Both great. Yeah. I don't know what Jeff Neal is doing with his life right now, though. He's got the biggest fight of his life potentially. Sounds like he was looking for a banger on the road. Yeah, like, come on. Uh, Hector Lombard, have you ever, got a, you ever got a DUI? I don't get the DUI. The DUI get me. That's what happened there. The what DUI, happened? they go, I'm running you off for the Hector Lombard. That's what you get when you try to take on the Hector Lombard behind the wheel. I am not the sheep. I am the elite. Oh, wait, I thought, you, I thought you said you hate the elite. I hate the elite. I replace the elite. I give them the DUI. They go to the jail. I become the sheep elite. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you, Hector. That was Hector. Uh, once again, making lots of sense. Uh, Cody Garbrandt is fighting at 125. I don't know how he's making 125, uh, but he's fighting Kai. Only by shaving that beard. Kai Cara France, who's a good fighter, but man, if Cody fights smart, he wins this fight. Uh, if he gets angry and gets into a brawl, it's 50 50. Um, Greg, Sean, Sean, thoughts on this? I just think it's funny when guys lose at a fight at 135. They're like, you know what, Maynor, I'm making my mistake. I need to fight somebody that weighs 125 pounds. <laughs> totally. These that's dudes, exactly what these, exactly. these big dudes are just too much for me. I just need someone a little bit smaller. If I can just go down 10 pounds, I'm going to maul this motherfucker. <laughs> if he cuts, if he makes weight, Cody will absolutely crush him. You think so? Yeah. Actually, if he doesn't make weight, he'll definitely crush him. But you don't think maybe his chin was a little bit like wary at, at 135? Maybe going up a weight class might help him because a lot of times what I've heard is when you suck too much weight, your chin goes. So I, I don't know. I mean, Don, we thoughts? Werner, I don't know. I just I never cut weight, you know, after college wrestling. So 
uh, I said, the Elmwood, I'll never cut weight again. I didn't. So I just, I fought anybody who was heavier than me. <laughs> Dude, you fought a guy that was 350 pounds, like 400 pounds you fought a guy. Well, how much did that guy, how much did Akabono weigh? Uh, fuck, he weighed four something, four plus, yeah. God damn. Wait, how, how tall is he? He's about size. He's about four horse high. He's about four horse high. Now, what were you thinking when you, when you had Akabori across from you, Greg Fry? I was thinking this motherfucker. I'm gonna fight him inside the bathroom in an RV. That's the way I'm gonna. He can't fucking run. That's how I can get him. Smash him in there real good and close the door. Well, what did you rather lose your dis use your distance against a guy that fat? Why do you want to fight him in close quarters? Uh, he's the only one in there. I'm closing the door and locking it and running that thing off the fucking cliff. <laughs> but you can get the RV, though, when it falls the cliff. Put a little, you know, you get a brick and you put it on the pedal and then you just jump out. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, that's a good plan. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like your plan. All right, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, people are sleeping on this guy, Rulian Pavia. This dude fought uh, another guy. Uh, from O'Malley's camp, I always forget the guy's name. It's it a fucking K, but the guy's the guy's really the guy was really good. They were calling him the next big thing. Uh, Kyler Phillips, he beat. Kyler Phillips is a stud, a stud and a half. And this dude beat him. He's the next big thing. He weighs 125 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just saying. He's the next small thing. 135. Yeah. Uh, and now he's fighting O'Malley. People are asleep. Uh, look, I, I like O'Malley. O'Malley's awesome. Nice guy. Nice kid. Always been cool to me. This guy Rulon Pavia. What, what, what's uh, what's the betting on this, Greg? Uh, Pavia Pavia is plus two forty. O'Malley is minus three hundred five. I'm telling you that if, if I was a betting guy, I go for take the that Pavia money, huh? This dude is uh is really good. He's really good. I think he's from Mongolia. Uh, no, where is he? Oh, he's from Brazil. Uh, but he's a stud. Oh, he's not a mongoloid? No, no. They don't like oh, mongoloids. Yeah, uh, he's, won, he's won three in a row. He, he knocked out Mark De La Rosa. He beat Zagas, Zu Magalov. Uh, he lost to Kai Kai France by split decision. Um, and he lost to Rogerio Bontarine by Dr. Stoppage. But well, he's won three in a row. And he fought a guy that fights a lot like O'Malley. So uh, it's going to be a good fight. I love, I saw Sean O'Malley in an interview, I think it was with Eric Hawani, and he said the guy he's going to fight uh, said, I thought O'Malley wanted to fight a ranked guy, and O'Malley said, I've never said I wanted to fight someone ranked, which cracked me up. It sounded like me when I was in the UFC. They are like, who'd you like to fight next? I was like, whoever you think the worst heavyweight is, I'll, I'll take them. Yeah, you're the most humble, humble fighter ever. They kept telling, it was, telling me it was me, though. Like, no, no, you're the worst heavyweight. And I was like, I think you're mistaking. I was going to say, I think you're mistaking the word humble with insecure. I think those are two different things. Also, Josh Emmett is fighting Dan Ige. That should be a really good fight. Emmett's also a guy who's a monster. Um, 16 and 2. And Dan Ige is one of those guys that he's always kind of like coming up right towards the top and you think he's going to be, you know, a champ. And then he takes a couple and then he goes back down a little bit. Like, I, I'm always surprised that he hasn't done better, you know? A nice guy. I might have done a show. He's like, I can't go. I'm like, why? He's like, I have Bible study. He's like, he's a really nice, nice guy. Like, he's like, I just, I don't know. Well, now we, well, we, well, now we know what's stopping him. 
So <laughs> Bible study, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he lost to the Korean Zombie um, the last the last time, but he beat Gavin Tucker. He lost to Kyle Vittar. He beat Barboza. He beat Marsa Beltic. Uh, this should be a good how weird is it that guys when they get out of prison, the first thing they do is go to an Adam Hunter show, and other guys when they start going to church, it's the last thing they want to do. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Pedro Munoz. <laughs> who's coming off a loss to Aldo, he beat Jimmy Rivera, he lost to Frankie Edgar. He is fighting Dominic Cruz. Um, this should be a good fight. Uh, I hope Cruz wins. I like Dominic Cruz. He's uh, – I'm just going to sit back and, and just let, – let's just let McCorkle take this one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come on, don't. Don't disappoint now. This is your you guys, time to shine. This is right, your favorite subject here. Go ahead. I'll tell you what I really think. Brendan Schaub sucks. That's what I really think. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don, is it true that you were sparring with Dominic Cruz, light boxing, and then you kicked him in the head? That's what he says. You know, but, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't believe I kicked anybody. Yeah. I came, I've never even kicked a mouse. That's one the time. One time, Don threw a low kick and it hit him right in the head. So. Uh, <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg Fry. It was. It was. A, it was actually. It was an instinctual reaction to getting oil checked in the middle of a boxing sparring match. <laughs> what are right. you calling? Are you calling Cruz gay, Greg? Is that what? You're no, 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 no. I'm just saying it was a knee jerk reaction. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> right, so, uh, Jordan Wright, who's the Beverly Hills Ninja, they call him. Um, he is. Uh, he's. He's knocked out everybody except for, except for uh, Joaquin Buckley beat him by knockout. Uh, he's fighting Bruno Silva, tough guy from Brazil, uh, he, who knocked out Andrew Sanchez. But he was losing that fight. He also knocked out Wellington Terman. Um, I'm going with Silva in this one. I used to train over where Jordan Wright used to train. Nice guy, but I just don't know if he's – I don't know. Uh, Eric Anders, ex-college football player. Uh, he's fighting uh, Andre Muniz. And then Ryan Hall is fighting. That's that's right. Ryan Hall versus Derek Minner. Ryan Hall is my favorite fighter because he goes for a rolling heel hook every time, <laughs> like twenty times in a row. Dude, if he was a better wrestler, like if he could take guys down, I don't know that anybody could beat him. Like if he could get them off the ground, because I mean, after what he did to BJ Penn, that blew my mind, man. Like it, yeah. uh, all he had to do was get a hold of him and submit him real quick, and BJ Penn never gets submitted. Like that was Hall's on another planet, jujitsu wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's fighting. He's fighting I like every- the way he's. I like the way he fearlessly retains all body hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's fighting Derek Minner, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then there's a bunch of Matt Schnell is fighting, who's awesome. He's fighting Alex Perez. That should be a good fight. Jillian Robertson, who's a little hottie, is fighting uh, Priscilla Cochera. Uh, Tony Kelly, who was in the show Caged on MTV, who's dating Andrea Lee, really good guy. He's fighting Randy Costa. Coming off, uh, it's coming off a knockout loss to Adrian Yanez, but it was a good fight. He beat Journey Newsom. He beat Boston Salmon. So the, this whole card is really good. Um, it, this is going to be an amazing uh, day and night of fights. And, and I'll tell you this. The one thing that really separates MMA Roasted from all the others is the relationship info that we bring into the background <laughs> of the finals. Nobody else lets you know who's fucking who. Like, MMA Roasted. All right, so I got, all right, a, a couple of things we have to talk about. Listen, and I'm proud of him for banging em, uh, Andrea Lee. She's a little hotty. If he's banging her, well, he looks like he already won. Yeah, so uh, a couple of things I got to talk to you guys about. Um, uh, Sean, I mean, Don, can you, can you see the screen or no? Hello? Don? What? Can you see the actual screen or no? 
So this is some kind of wrestling in like uh, in, uh, Japan. Uh, we gotta talk I about. I lost that. you. I lost you. Uh, there's a wrestling league in Japan. Uh, are you familiar with it? <laughs> uh, Don, be glad you cannot see this right now. This is an insult to the legend of Don Fry. So, so I, I please take it down. Take it down. Take it down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it up. I gotta go. I, I gotta go. This is, apparently I, I gotta let McCorkle say what he thinks this is. <laughs> Dude, that's. Are you sure that's supposed to actually? I, I think I know how this movie ends. Like I don't know. I don't know that it's actually a wrestling match. I think I, I, think I know where this is headed. Yeah. Dude, why? What was that, man? Now I gotta go bleach my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me of, you remember you guys ever seen the clip where the guy is wearing tights like that and the guy grabs his balls and he actually tosses him with his balls like he can actually throw people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that guy needs to get that's i think that's where he needs to head next that, that guy has so many career. that guy has so many charges against him that that guy for uh uh for throwing guys by their balls because <laughs> i believe no, that is a crime he uses his balls to throw them, Greg. Like he, he, they grab his balls and then he throws them with his balls. Oh well, that's just you know something you use to make money on the streets of Vegas, right? Just good old fashioned, clean, good, clean fun. Let me, let, okay. See, like last week we had that. What was that? That Scottish gang fight MMA yeah, that we yeah, saw. Yeah. Remember that? Like I see that. Okay, but then this. <laughs> This video, oh my God, what the All fuck right, is so happening out there? Okay, here's the guy from, uh, here, here's the guy we got to talk about. Hopefully we, have, we don't get taken down, but uh, here's the guy. I hope he's in a G-string also. <laughs> here's the guy, the Detroit uh, Urban. So this guy. Just come off the line of sight and increase my survivability by going forward. And so we'll say, well, what if you get shot? Well, sometimes you get shot. Here's what you don't want. You don't want to get shot. <laughs> What I can do is great advice and increase the survivability by going. <laughs> sometimes you get shot, but you don't want to get shot. What happens if you get shot? Well, sometimes you get shot. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you get shot, but you don't want to get shot a lot. All right. So here's his how to defend a uh, a front kick to the face, and, and I don't know. I mean. How does a guy like this guy makes money on this? That's the sad part, is that he actually like makes a living doing this. All right, hold on. So here we go. Sean, tell me. No, someone say that about our comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, tell me, is this is it correct? Hold on. Uh, trap, lock, take down, and kick. One. You're knocked down, I'm gonna kick you in the face. Uh, uh. That works. Step one. Lock the energy here with X. Thrust forward with your shoulder. Knock them down. Grab if you need to. A counter when you're on the ground and someone's kicking you. Ah, take your fist. Ah, where that works. Trap your foot. Grind your knuckles in the inside shit. Very painful. Hmm. On the ground and they're circling you to attack you. These are ways to increase your survivability if you're on the ground surrounded by attackers. <laughs> uh, trap, lock, take down, and kick. Uh, thoughts? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if you increase their survivability. The only, I guess, if everyone started laughing at you, they're less likely to attack you and do some stupid shit. Like that. It's a dude. Good luck. Like, I don't know why you didn't tie the guy's shoes together after he blocks the kid. I tied the shoes together. He get a. Did he grab him by the nuts and go grab the meat? Yeah, yeah, he did. He said, "Grab the meat." If you <laughs> grab the meat, and then okay, so it's Krav Maga. I think now it makes sense. <laughs> but nothing is better than this one. This one, the one where he, he has his his uh, daughter in. Um, but yeah, this guy's gonna get somebody killed. Like literally, like really gonna get somebody killed because I mean, th- people are gonna like actually think that you could do this. Um, but I guess I don't know. I mean, if this is the last option, right? The last option. But, uh, that would definitely be my last option in a fight to do that. Any of us Is he the idiot from Detroit? Is he yes. people all strip guns? Yes, like yes, that? yes. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the guy's a moron. This, right here, hold on, this one. If you get attacked by a child, <laughs> take away their lollipop. And when they cry, slap them. All right, so the way that works, (laughs) the the mother pushed here on the thumb, causing the thumb to let go. This would Mm. help if someone tries to grab your child against your will, you're able to break the hold so you can get your child free from an aggressor to try. I like how the guy backs up with his hands up once his thumb was hurt. Like, all right, that's it for me. (laughs) It's a good thing he's always wearing gloves, too. There's nothing like training with gloves on. And he he made his own patch saying Detroit survival. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We got to get a You know what? Yeah. It's true. These are methods on how to survive specifically in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do not work outside of if you get further than Lansing, these techniques will not work. <laughs> this, this guy, I mean, he's a, such a clown. There's so many funny parodies of the guy though now. Like people are just doing the funniest parodies I've ever seen. Like, I don't know, maybe I was overtired, but I was I was crying. I, I was in tears watching this. I don't know. I don't I don't think I've ever laughed as hard as a comic out of this guy's survival techniques. That's the saddest part. <laughs> oh man. All right, well, Don, what do we got coming up? Uh, we're going to go up there to the uh, fight this weekend and try and interview some fighters, you know, for nice. the show. And uh, maybe Forrest Griffin, you know, and then a couple others. Hey, Sean, you going to be there? No, man. Um, I don't like to fly because I won't right, wear good. a mask. Um, so, um, yeah, it's uh, – How about you? Nice. going with Hawaii. I interview Adam. Oh, yeah. I think we should clarify for our audience, though, that the only reason you won't wear a mask is because they don't make one big enough for your head. (laughs) I don't want to wear two masks. Exactly. He doesn't want to have to wear a wind sail (laughs) just to get on a plane. All right. Well, listen, I got shows in Vegas uh, tonight through uh, Sunday. Uh, and then, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, January, I have shows in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Little Rock, Arkansas, Des Moines. Oh, Iowa. you're going, you're moving up. You're moving up. Yeah. Des, Mo- Des Moines, Iowa. And then also from Vegas, in, uh, from Vegas to Oklahoma. Yeah. 
Thank, thank you, thank you, Don. And then in, uh, in, uh, also in Cabo, Mexico, at the Cabo Comedy Club. Uh, not at the Cabo Club, somewhere else uh, in, in Cabo. Uh, so, yes, thank you guys so much for watching the show. Hope you hey, and don't forget, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to be oh, New Year's Eve. I'll, I'll yeah. be at the El Paso Comic Strip for New Year's Eve. So if you're uh, that way. And then hopefully uh, this weekend, maybe I'll come up to Vegas and cover some shows for Adam. That'd I literally, I'm, I'm texting him right now. Can Greg do my shows Friday and Saturday? That would be awesome. Thank you, brother. I would love that. I got you. Thank you guys so much. Take Good care, job. guys. See you, man. Bye. See you guys. Fuck you.